This podcast is sponsored by Happy Warrior Kava. Be a happy warrior. Drink, relax, and enjoy the strong and smooth taste of the best-selling kava in the islands. Happy Warrior Kava. to another installment of HNN Overtime, the Hawaii News Now Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Chinen, as always, joined by my partner in crime, Davis Pittner. We're back in We're the back sports cave. It. What's We're up, my man? Looking Kyle. real snazzy oh, today. Kyle, you stop that. You're looking. So, look, look at the glasses. I mean, feeling smart. Have you done an episode yet with glasses? No. I I, uh, people haven't really looking. seen me with glasses since when I started reporting on air and yeah. then I switched to the contacts it's a I like it got some new frames so I'm I like it I like it busting them in you know okay wearing them in uh feeling more feeling smart is yeah. is, is what I would like to say I, but I like that looking smart not actually smart it's it's all about looks you know usually is for us yeah <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing my man good Kyle good um sports wise though yeah we're gonna get into that it's a little bit of a rocky start again you know i feel like we said that last week uh, i mean we I feel like we did it was a we, we we were here a couple weeks ago talking about previewing duquesne for the rainbow warriors football team we're gonna dive yeah. into some football today folks um you know the rainbow warriors football team get a win against duquesne on homecoming their first win of the season think you know a little bit of a vibe change, right? The vibes are up. The yeah, vibes are high. Yeah. Homecoming win. Timmy's first win. Everybody's feeling it. All right, here we go. Here we go. And there was then, a lot of hype after that game. It was. Yeah. And it was a little bit of a trap game. You you, you know, when you, you hear about trap games, right? They don't Yeah. They kind of don't really think about it or um, maybe not to them. They were they were focused in, but to us and, and the casual fans or the diehards, you know, they kind of overlook this opponent like, "Okay, now we just we worry about Nevada." Or we worry about San Diego State, which yeah, is coming up, right? Because you know, going into this matchup uh, against New Mexico State, we were ten and zero against them, home and away all time series. We've been playing these team this team since nineteen seventy eight, so yeah, it's a long, long rival, right? With um, the Aggies of NM State, um, and then you get to the game this past Saturday, and well. That's something no one was expecting. I don't. I you didn't know, expect it I, to be that big of a disparity as far yeah. as the score went. I knew it was going to be close. I just didn't know New Mexico State was going to come out like that. I mean, and, and the it, thing is, it's like so far they haven't really shown that they are that kind of offense. Which yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Which is really surprising. And you know the the thing that surprised me. I mean, we we come off Duquesne and. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of energy. Right, you right. know, players, you know, fans are like, you know, th this is it. You know, this, mm -hmm. we're starting to turn the page on this. You know, right. let's go at New Mexico State where we have this history of of doing well. Right. You know, let's let's get another win. And just that whole game, watching that game, it the thing was that New Mexico State just wanted it more. Like <laughs> the thing is. It, <laughs> It, it was a it was one of those situations kind of similar to how we were against Duquesne two weeks ago now, right? We were 0-3, waiting for that win, needing that win. We needed that win, right? Got the win. New Mexico State, 3-0, or 4-0, excuse me. 
either 3-0 or 4-0, winless. Let's just say that, right? Yeah. Winless coming into this. Uh, they're going up against a Hawaii team that is rebuilding, not as strong as maybe the previous teams that they've seen for the last decade and a half. And you're right. They were in a kind of a scrappy, like, this is, this is our chance. We need to win. We need to get our win. We need to get yeah. this rolling for their program. And Hawaii just kind of got caught in the crossfire. Yeah, they have the energy. They, the rushing game, the r- rushing attack, that's that's what carried them that game. I mean, yeah, and it, it's crazy because you just, again, like we were saying, this this New Mexico State team that we saw on Saturday, they hadn't really seen, they didn't look like that last week, uh, the week before. No, they didn't look like yeah. that. You know, previous in the beginning of the year. So it's just like they really showed up against this team. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is this will not be the last time we see them. I mean, we're scheduled. They're slated to play us for like the next five years um, in non-conference play. <laughs> we'll just but, wait for the next one. <laughs> but I mean, that might change. They are an independent, so they don't—they're mm-hmm. not a part of a conference this year. But next year, they're moving to Conference USA, so they'll have be in the same as like Sam Houston or yeah, other yeah. you know kind of mid-major teams as well. Um, I don't think we mentioned this. So the final score of that game on Saturday was 45-26. Um, if you want to look on the bright side, that is the most points UH has scored uh, this season in a game. That is a bright spot. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, some other bright spots, we finally have a passing touchdown. It took us four games to get it, but we had a passing touchdown. Yeah. Braden Shager was playing QB, stayed in the whole game. Uh, again, still no solid, like, he's going to be the starter next week. So we don't know if he shows up again under center. It's going to be another toss-up next week against San Diego State. But you have Braden Shager, little 17, 16-yard dump pass to uh, Jalen Walthall, finds the end zone, Tutter, first passing touchdown of the year. Um, but at that time, it was a little too little too late um, in the game yeah. for that to really make a difference. Um, yeah, man. It, I don't know. It To me, it, you know, we're – we're getting the offense moving a little bit. I mean, yeah. 26 points, that's right. the most amount that we had. I think it really just came down to the defense, and it came down to the D-line and the linebackers. Yeah, Kyle, you know, let's just look at the stats really, really fast for New Mexico State. Thomas, 11 carries, 144 yards, one touchdown. Frakes, their quarterback, six carries, 78 yards, one touchdown. Jones, 12 carries, 59 yards, two touchdowns. Then you add in another rushing one too. Yeah, man, it's 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 it was all the run game yeah, that it, came. What, and what surprises <laughs> me is that you would think after the Duquesne performance, that defense, you know, they were taking strides, they were tackling better. Even Timmy said it that week; they tackled better. Yeah, they were making they were in the right spots. They were making the sound, the assignment sound, right? You always talk about assignment sound. Yeah, that's yeah. what they were against Duquesne. And then all of a sudden, it just seems like. They took maybe not a step back, but like a lateral step there. You know, there's run lanes. They're gashing them. They, the first score of the game was on fourth and one. Yeah. And Star Thomas, his name, his first name is Star, Star Thomas. And he was the star of the show for that team yeah. on Saturday. You know, up the gut, t- touchdown, like 20-something yards or so. And then Frakes, he busted up the middle on a QB run. He, he dropped back. Uh, saw the coverage was pretty locked down. See ya. Took off. Yeah. It's it's it, it's interesting to to me to see like the progression, but then maybe like the lateral. Like I don't know if they got worse 
or they took a step back. They definitely didn't improve upon that performance that against Duquesne, which, you know, was a bright spot in an otherwise dull win, you know, as far as scoring goes. Yeah. And I think it comes down to also, I mean, is this a matter of the coaching or is it just, you know, I know it's the rebuilding process, but is it the coaching or is it, you know, the players, you know, just not not having the right players yet. Now we're still building or not, or do you think that, you know, the coaches have to maybe change their strategy? You know, I mean, it kind of shifting it up. The thing is, this is a young team. We have young players and young players are going to make young player thing do young player things, right? Not so much accustomed to the high school game. Our starting safeties, um, their last competition before the season was in high school, right? So yeah. it's just like, you got to think about that and, and, like, get them acclimated up to speed. The scheme-wise, Coach Yoro, the defensive coordinator, he has a good plan. He game-planned Duquesne. That worked out really well. And, you, you know, for, for as, you know, bad as, like, we looked against Michigan or um, Vanderbilt or West Kentucky, people were there. But, you know, the missed tackles, the missed assignments, it's, 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 it's just a young team learning – college football in yeah. real time and unfor- unfortunate and then as unfortunate as it is that's just the reality that this defense is going to have to work through and still work through as they get in to mountain west play which you know hey they're on a bye week which is perfect i think a perfect time this week for them to rest yeah get healthy and basically treat it as that season is over this is a new season man this is this is what we need to focus on and uh, talk to tight end Caleb Phillips um, after the game on Saturday. He who had a really solid game as far as the tight end position, which is finally getting some love, which we needed. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he says, you know, this is a perfect time. Get rest, get rejuvenated. And then it's Mountain West play because in his words, he says the Mountain West is wide open, which to be fair, he's not wrong. A lot of Mountain West teams have been struggling this year. A lot of teams that we didn't really necessarily think were going to be that good. I mean, prime example, UNLV. They're like, yeah, they're like three and one right now. They're leading. They're in first place in the Mountain West West yeah. Division, which is really surprising. Is, you know, <laughs> it's really surprising. That it's that like, team just seems to haunt you and I. As, I know. as it seems, that's but, what I was saying. I'm like, it, that's crazy. And, you just don't know. Like, and, like, they beat – UNLV beat the conference champions from a year ago, Utah State, last weekend. So it's just like the Mountain West is all over the place yeah, right now. Colorado really State is. is trying to figure themselves out. San Diego State, you know, you'll figure it out. Wyoming didn't have a rough start to the year. Boise, they just lost Hank Bachmeyer, the quarterback they've had for the last three years. Um, yeah. And, you, you know, they, you got San Jose State with – uh Shevin Cordero there now so it's just like just a whole new look Mountain West and you, to be fair to Kayla's point it is kind of wide open as as far as conference plays go you know we, we really don't know yeah and they got to take this time to look back at the game film learn from their mistakes practice hard you know you got to take this time to rest but then also you know keep keep it up you can't get relaxed during this yeah, time and absolutely get ready for the next one
Kyle, we're going to get into some good news now. Uh, oh, there I think we go. We, I think we kind of need it. I mean, <laughs> I mean hey, a- any any news right now is good news to me. Um, sorry, Ash and Jonathan, we're stealing your segment. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. well. What are you going to do? Yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, it's, what are they going to do? I think we're doing a better job. I'm, I mean, yeah. I mean. I hope they don't watch this. They don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, oh my God. I'm sorry. Yes, Your good uh, news. Good news, though. Thanks to two Hawaii players. Oh yeah, we're talking NFL, Kyle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I say thank you to them because of my fantasy team. Tell me who you have to say thank you to, my man. Number one guy, Tua. Tua, thank you, because I have Tyreek Hill on my team. Oh my goodness. And Tyreek has been going off because Tua keeps throwing to him. And my fantasy team is doing unbelievably well. That's <laughs> right. Crazy. Tua Tonga-Vailoa and the Miami Dolphins are off to that 3-0 and start. It's, it's, Which is uh, remarkable. It's something yeah, that's like, not a lot of people, I mean, if maybe if you're a diehard Dolphins fan or a Tua Tonga-Vailoa fan or yeah, yeah. maybe, you know, the, the players in the building, like, honestly, you don't really think that they get off to a 3-0 and start. I mean, and it's not exactly like easy sounding teams that they've beat right no, they're not playing the, the bills not playing like, the jets they just played like, the bills and they won it's i mean like, the first three games of the year were the new england patriots the baltimore ravens and the buffalo bills yeah. you know also a crazy stat about tua he is undefeated against the patriots bill belichick and the patriots tua has beaten that's, him that's beaten crazy. them every every year because they play him twice right they're in the division yeah. Beat him twice as a starter. So that's yeah. – hey, he's the Patriot killer. But, uh, the Patriots didn't have the GOAT, though. I mean, that's they like, had they had McCorkle Jones, but, like, <laughs> that's, true. That's, that's the next – that's the second coming, right, of, that's true. of the GOAT. That's true. The baby lamb. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they go, they go into Baltimore and play the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, who's playing out of his mind because they yeah. didn't give him a deal – is you know which who I also like so that game Lamar Jackson is yeah. my quarterback Tyreek uh-huh. Hill is my wow <laughs> wide receiver you, that, Dude, that's right I you love that game out that I weekend I love that game that so was, much I've never seen you happier in the office oh on a Sunday God. morning like I've never seen Dude, it I came into that game with a 26 percent chance of winning Oh my goodness. At the end of that one game, I was at like 92% chance of winning. That's insane. <laughs> Dude, that was that was unreal. So uh Tua is is doing unbelievably well right now. And, and uh all of us have him to thank. Oh yeah, I have I mean, Dolphins players. The, and a, a lot of credit does go to his new head coach Mike McDaniel who was an yeah. offensive mastermind in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Now he's basically Brought, he was brought in, right? You hear all the pundits talk. He was brought in to fix Tua and the Finns. And, I mean, just look at it. He's got the speed on the outside, Tyreek, yeah. Waddle, and then, you know, just let him sling it. And Yeah. You're talking about two top 15 wide receivers easily, oh, easily. A- every easily. single week. Easily. And, you know, you talk about that big, like, come-from-behind win in Baltimore, which was crazy yeah crazy comeback and then they go back home to miami and they beat the super bowl favorites right buffalo bills and josh yeah. allen which no one thought it was going to happen i mean realistically they probably would have put, put up a good fight which they did and then yeah all of a sudden you're just like wait wait a minute they're gonna win this thing yeah i saw a locker room talk 
uh, video uh, of inside the Dolphins locker room. Mm -hmm. And the coach was even, you know, he was like, you know, everyone told you guys that you weren't going to be able to do it. Right. And you guys proved them wrong. That This is a whole new season for the Dolphins. This is. And it's an exciting time for Tua, too. I mean, obviously, this wasn't like the last year. No. (laughs) Uh, No. But, uh, you know, he's... He's doing really well, and, you know, I think all of Hawaii is very proud of him, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Just going to rattle off some quick numbers. I know we're a big Hit numbers me. show. Yep, big He's numbers. He's thrown so far for 100 and, or excuse me, 925 yards, Jeez. eight touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm, I mean, through three games, two interceptions, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. He has a QB rating right now of, uh, overall through three games, uh, 117.8. So, you know, this, this dude's playing off his mind he did yeah. have a little bit of a back injury right against the bills came back rough uh, toughed it out and he's he's been listed as questionable because i mean you look at the Dolphins' schedule it's no throwaway schedule to start no. the season because no, on thursday not. night football they played the Bengals. they played joe yeah. burrow and the Bengals, right super bowl runner-ups so yeah it it's gonna be if he goes I, th- I think we're going to see they might go for it. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good game. I'm excited. I just – I pr- You know, I, it's, tell me at the beginning of the season, is it going to be a good game? I don't I don't think so. Not no. against the Super Bowl. Right, right, uh, right. But, you know, now I think they have a chance, seeing that everything that they've been doing. It's, it's such a change is how, like, our perspective changes on, like, these guys. Um, when you look at preseason, you look at all these – you know, reporters and like insiders talking about the team, and but you know, you get a new head coach, you bring in these weapons, you bring in Tyreek Hill, which is insane, and then you just you just let them work, and you, the the product yeah. has been kind of evident so far, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's it, it like like you said too, and the Bengals don't look like the Bengals that they were in the playoffs last no, year. They really don't. They look real beatable right now. So there's yeah, a good yeah. chance that the Miami teams are Dolphins hungry too. Teams are hungry for them. That's the other thing. I mean, they're just playing out of their minds. They're, uh, Tyreek Hill wants a, wants a, a redo with uh, Eli Apple, the <laughs> cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, that that should be a good one. That's gonna be that's gonna it. be one to watch. Yep, I'm excited for it. On Amazon, isn't that weird? Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Who would have thought? It's so weird because like, I was just talking to someone. They're like, you know, if I didn't already have Amazon Prime, I wouldn't get it specifically for football. Like, <laughs> I'll just skip the one game on Thursday. I know. And I don't know, man. It's, we'll see. We'll see. I'm happy I do have Amazon Prime. Yeah, like, me too. Because now like, I'm going to be able to see it. I can watch it. But it is, really, it is really weird that, you know, now yeah. we've shifted over to this new platform. I know. <laughs> it, it's it's so weird not seeing Al Michaels on Sunday Night Football and seeing him on Prime. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the <laughs> oldest, like... Like like the staple, the oldest like yeah, staple yeah, yeah. of like NFL calling games, and he's on like the newest platform. Yeah. Like, hearing Al Michaels say Amazon Prime just trips me out. I know it does. It almost doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, that's um, weird. Staying in the NFL. Yeah. My good news shout out um, goes to Marcus Mariota, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. You yeah. know, um, as it. As much as it pains me to say it, they got their first win in, of the season last week against the Seattle Seahawks in <laughs> Seattle. You know, Seattle is off to a rough start. You know, we beat yeah. Russell Wilson week one, and that was our Super Bowl, That's apparently. True. That's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's getting a start 
a chance to start again in the league, which I think a lot of people in Hawaii, we were all been rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, those couple years we got to meet him. Oh, totally was in, happy for in, him. In Las Vegas, super great guy. We ran yeah, into him we're, a couple times. Best, best friends now. Friend of know? the show, I think, hopefully. <laughs> Definitely friend of the – he's going to be our next guest, Don't right? I mean – Yeah? Sure, yeah. <laughs> if if Atlanta gets anywhere close to the West Coast, we'll, we'll, we'll chime in. We'll try and get there. But, you know, shout out to Marcus. He has been given the chance to start again for the Falcons yep. and – you know he's put up some some he's solid numbers. Right. Yeah. You know a lot of other things that that organization is in a rebuild as well, right? Second year head coach, um, Arthur Smith, um, and just a lot of moving pieces, a lot of a lot of rebuild. And uh, Marcus has been kind of plugged in there, and he you know he's done admirably. Excuse yeah. me. Jeez. Yeah. The glasses makes you look smart. <laughs> Doesn't make you sound smart. Um, for all of our audio <laughs> listeners. So last game against Seattle, he threw for 229 yards, a touchdown. He did have an interception, um, passer uh, uh, QB rating 99.8%. Um, so far in the season, he's thrown for three touchdowns, three interceptions, and he's ran for a couple. Uh, he's running a lot. I mean, that's is, the thing with him. That's the thing. You, you watch him with the Raiders the last two years, and all they put him in were QB run packages and. You know, he's still got it. Yeah. Eight years in the league, I believe, and he's still got it. I saw it. an article that said, like, you know, Marcus Mariota dusting off the rust. <laughs> I mean, it's true. He hasn't played yeah. a full game in, like, since his last year with the Titans, right? So yeah, yeah. It's We're so happy for him. I mean, dude. like, when we interviewed him and, you know, he even got, you know, emotional with us. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I asked him, you know, we, we asked him, um, you know, even though you're the backup quarterback at the time for the Raiders, you know, is that all right with you? Pretty much, you yeah. know, is, are you? Do you kind of fit in that spot? You like, do you wish you were a starter again? And mm-hmm. he's he was basically saying, you know, I'm I'm just here for the team. Right. You know, I'm just a role player. You know, right. if they need me, I'm there. Right. And it's it's just good to see him in that starting position again. Right. It's right. it's good to see him. You know, get out there and you know what? Such an amazing career at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then later on with the Titans, and it's just good to see him back out there yeah. in front of everyone. It was really nice. I mean, dude, get the chance to start again in the NFL. Not a lot of people get to do that. No, not at all. It's crazy when you think about it, because like that draft class, right? Number one and number two was Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, and now they're they're finally yeah. back <laughs> yeah. start in starting roles, right? Jameis with the Saints and Marcus with the Falcons, and it's crazy that like they're that they're in the same division, right? believe so yeah yeah so it's just crazy they've been like rivals every ever since like college yeah um dude, no. shout out to them shout out to 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 the local boys in the afl there's I a agree. bunch of other local boys you know a couple local boys are doing well. a couple defensive players out um, in the league right now um but yeah we just wanted to highlight some of the qbs first time in nfl history that two hawaii-born quarterbacks started on opening day Happened yeah. to both be St. Louis alums, so just the connections, man. Why you represent, man? Yes, sir. Tua, keep doing what you're doing. If you ever listen, you know, watch, listen, watch, you listen, know. Marcus. We miss you, man. Marcus, miss you. Shout out, you dog. Know, next guest. Next. Guest. <laughs> 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 We're gonna.
to continue on our football talk with yep. you guys. And this time we're stepping away from the NFL, coming mm-hmm. back locally. Kyle, yep. let's talk a little high school football. What are you Man. seeing these days? It's it, We talked about it at the beginning of the year. We love that we're back on time. We're back on schedule. I've gone to multiple games pretty much every week of the season. And just seeing the level of play and just seeing teams again reemerge or emerge or stay at the top is just so much fun we will start with some of the namesakes that we know will make it Mm -hmm. as you know there's about less than a month away from uh league playoffs so that's the regular seasons are winding down we're going to get into the playoff talk let's talk oia which is the oahu public school league here in the islands got the oia open division was the top of the top um in the rankings you got number one kuku um reigning state champs they look yeah as good as they've ever been, they can throw the ball now, which scares a lot of us old school Hawaii football <laughs> players. Um, you got Kuku at number one, uh, Mililani sitting at number two, the Trojans, aerial attack. They've kind of been a consistent um, team historically from the Mackenzie Milton days to Dylan, Dylan Gabriel days. Now they yeah, got, that's right. you know, they just uh, pass happy offense and a defense that, you know, bend don't break type of deal. They're at number two, rounding up. Rounding out the top four, you got Campbell and Kapolei, two teams that have been kind of on the cusp for the last couple of years, right? They've been just right there, right there. Maybe one, two, one or two pieces, one or two games they should have won. They're right there. They will round out the top four that make it into the playoffs uh, for states because the OIA uh, Open Division gets four bids into the state tournament as far as the uh, OA tur- uh, mm-hmm. tournament, I believe it is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of the seven teams. Excuse me, I have to do some quick maths. Um, so they they'll they'll battle it out for the OA uh, title, and then moving to the ILH, they don't have a postseason tournament. They just go right into states. The ILH Open gets one bid into the states. Um, and the, the way they figured out is by record of the regular season. Right now, I got Punahou. 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 They're back. You, you talk about All in right. college football, you know how Texas has been back for the last 20 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. But Punahou is legitimately back. They have a solid quarterback in John Chiave Sangupolutele. Um, and they're they're currently 5 and 1 on the season. They beat St. Louis earlier a couple weeks ago for the first time since 2016. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of a, sh- a tell wow. the shift, right, yeah, in the yeah, ILH yeah. that St. Louis is kind of in this down year. They've been when we talk when you talk opening weekend, they've lost to Mililani pretty handedly, which surprised a lot of people because you know, you're so used to seeing a St. Louis team that makes it to the states. Yeah, I don't yeah. think St. Louis will make it out of the ILH this year. Interesting, okay. And I think Punahou has a chance to make some noise as you get into the States. Going back into the ILH D1, you got teams like Waipahu, Farrington, Aea. These are the kind of the mid-level teams, the mid-range teams. I like what I've seen from Waipahu and Aea. I think they're the ones that are going to battle it out for the D1 title. Um, they they look solid. Um Waipahu, they, they've been kind of that consistent team um, from the West year in and year out in that division. They've kind yeah, of found yeah. that sweet spot. They used to play before they had the open division. They were kind of lost in the mix of like the Mililani's or the Kapolei's on that in their bracket. But now that they're in the D1, they can kind of shine. They can kind of, 
you know, show their stuff. IAEA is another team that was in that similar situation before they switched to the three-tier system of divisions. Um, IAEA not only look good, they have this Mr. Do-It-All kind of utility back guy, um, Geronimo Oregon. He is solid. He has a couple touchdown, like kickoff returns for touchdown this year. He's a stud, and I think they will make a pretty significant wow. run in the D1s. I have Waipahu IAEA going Back, I'm loving this. Your forth. Kyle Chen predictions right here, everyone. I mean, this is all for free too, folks. Like, <laughs> usually I charge my coworkers for this. Um, going to the OAD two, you got Nanakuli and Pearl City at the top. I think they're two solid teams. Nanakuli from out west, they always produce well for the for the D two, and you know they just battled last weekend for that number one spot, and I think that's going to be the OAD two title. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. Um, as far as ILH D2, you have Pac-5, um, and then St. Louis Commandment and Punahou, they all have um, one AA teams, which is basically mm-hmm. their JV or their younger players, like their developmental team, but they play in the ILH D2 um, just because of the the uh, just the reshuffling of divisions and things in the ILH on the state sure, level. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I think um, as far as D2, I'm pretty sure Kamehameha 2, as far as record-wise, they'll make it out of the ILH D2. Um, ILH D1, it's Iolani. They have been that staple team in the ILH D1 for years. Um, Wendell Look, or, yeah, Coach Wendell, he has – you know, got them boys right for like the last decade and a half. He was the head coach when I was in high school. He's gonna have those boys ready to go for states. So I think it'll be Iolani coming out of the ILH D1, and then you know you got the the neighbor island teams. You got you got your Kapaas, you got your Mauis, Lahaina Lunas. Lahaina Luna is gonna be the team that comes from from uh, Maui. That's just kind of how it is. I mean, it's it's tough yeah, when you go to yeah. those neighbor islands. You play each other three times a year to determine you know, best record, and then you get, get sent to, to yeah, Oahu yeah. for the tournament. Same with Kapa'a. Um, and then on the Big Island, you have your Hilos, your Konawinas. Those are the guys that will come over. And then for um, D2, you have your Kamehameha School Hawaii and then your Hawaii Prep. So those are kind of the two teams from each island or one team per island that I think, as far as neighbor islands go, uh, that's a, those are some of the games that I haven't really gotten to watch yet personally. But – you know, those are just kind of the staples, and the records kind of show that they've been in that kind of same consistency level that we're used to seeing on the neighbor islands. You know, we talk a lot of college football, but I just like the competitiveness with oh, high school. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's like so a whole nother thing here. It's a whole nother level. I, I like how UH also, I don't know if you saw it, UH had like a one of those stationary cams when the players like walk by, mm-hmm. and I think like the the topic was like who's going to win the right. state title yep. or something and so all of them all, obviously all the local players you yep. know giving their picks and it's just funny how competitive it is you know in high school but then you go to the next level it's still competitive on who's going to win this high school that's champ. the thing it's like you go you're from hawaii right you you can tell if someone's from hawaii if the first thing they ask you is like yo what high school did you go to and that's kind of the the base question yeah, people yeah. are very proud of where they went to school they're very proud of their teams and it, uh, for me, it's nostalgic because I was a part of this, right? Back in the day, I was a part of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I wore the colors, right, of my school. And you can feel it whenever I go out to a game, which I love going out to games, right? 
Friday nights, Saturday nights when I can. It's just it's just the energy, right? Those Friday night lights, the oh totally the 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 high school stadiums, just just the buzz, right? The entire town is out in force for this team. It's crazy. It's so much fun, and it's it's weird to explain, right? It's weird to like kind of grasp, but like, you understand it. No matter oh, where totally. you're from, you're, you you know, despite being from California, you still have that love. You know, so you have that yeah. that town, right? Basically, the town was shut oh, down totally. every Friday you night. Know, I've told people too. I mean, college football was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just the excitement of being out there. You know, bigger, bigger stadium and so. But you know, I I think high school football is just a whole other thing. You know, it's just something special with Friday night lights. Absolutely right. And so that's why I honestly enjoyed the my high school experience maybe a little bit more than college, just because, you know it. You just have all the students there, you know, yeah. people that you grew up with, all at the same place, you know. It's Friday Night Lights. It it's a whole nother thing. It's a special moment for for us that have played mm-hmm. <laughs> played football. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, super exciting. Have, so can I? Ask, so for you, for high school football, did it seem a little bit more fun and like college football was a little bit more serious or like business? Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like it's a business. Oh, totally. I mean, college, you have some colleges, you know, D1 or what, they have money on the line. You know, yeah. they invest in players yeah. when you go to high school and it's it's just kind of like the love for the game, mm-hmm. you know, right. just at that level. Right. You don't have any big responsibilities. You right. know, you you just kind of get out there on the field, enjoy the student section, you yeah. know, your friends out there uh, and just just play for fun. I mean, that's exactly. that's that's the big difference, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh no, I, I just love, you know, I, growing up over there in, in uh, Valencia, California. Um, shout out. Shout out Valencia, California. There, there we go. Six Flags Magic Mountain, if you haven't heard of it. Um, that's where that is? That's where that is. We're known for the theme park. Oh, I'm um, thinking of Knott's Berry Farm. That's yeah, the other one. That's the other one. Yeah. It's we have a lot of theme parks and attractions in California. Yeah, you do. In Southern. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's just... Playing those rivalry games, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Sammy Selena, she actually went to a rival high school. Really? Uh, that we played. Yeah, yeah. So You want to know something we, funny? Yeah. Same with Jelani Martinez. We both went right. to rival yep. high schools here in Hawaii. So, so a lot of rivalries. Which actually, <laughs> funny enough, that's the that's the matchup this weekend. Milani oh, Lelehua. Okay. So a little beef between you Jelani and Jelani Martinez. If, this... you, uh, if you're watching or listening, we still have our wager. I oh. You'll never see me in green and gold, but she'll okay. definitely be wearing brown <laughs> oh i see i see how it is i mean it's just this is how it is yeah yeah this is how it is that's just the love of the game you exactly know? football just brings a whole nother thing out exactly it's just special for you know mm-hmm. the, the people who love the sport yeah and i think high school football was when i was able to play football with the least amount of tape athletic tape on my body <laughs> it wasn't it fun davis when like you could just show up and just put your pads on yeah, yeah. maybe a couple gloves and you're just like Let's go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember my senior year of college. I was like, I had to get ready in a, like a half an hour earlier oh, just yeah. to get taped up. Oh, totally. You had to get out like an hour early. So put on your like, knee braces. Yeah. Tape your wrist, oh my God, your, your ankles, knee braces. your shoulder. Yeah. Oh, Don't have to worry about that in high school. Yeah. I still oh, got man. taped up, but yeah, I swear, several rules in college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother thing. Exactly. Well, what a trip down memory lane to end this off, man. Yep, exactly. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was man. good to have a football talk. That was a good little 
little bro yep. down, little yep. bro down football talk. Little bro talk. down, little bro down. There we go. Let's go. Bring it That's in. What I'm talking Boom. about. Thank you so much, everyone. That has been another installment of HNN Overtime. To listen to this episode or any of the other podcast episodes that we have or here at HNN, you can head to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get the rest of our Hawaiian News Now podcast. And be sure to check us out on our YouTube channel for the video version. Thanks so much again. Aloha.